When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 37 of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this app, we're talking our 2019-2020 NBA season preview. And Jalen Ramsey and Marcus Peters got traded today, which means a lot to me and to Abe for the Ravens and Eagles. So let's get it. And down goes Frazier. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Curry, way down top. What up, fam? Welcome back to Snapback Sports, a Snapchat sports pod. I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host, Abe Granoff. Abe, what's up, man? I need it. I need this NBA preview, Jack. I'm in shambles all over the place. I, I My baseball didn't go well. Football's not going great. I need the NBA. Yeah, we'll get into the Marcus Wait, Peters. Actually, football's not too bad if we look to the college slate, but anyway. <laughs> we'll get into uh, Jalen Ramsey and them at the end. But or not, first, if we don't have time, it's cool. True, but first we're starting NBA season preview, obviously. And uh, we started this podcast during the NBA Finals. I was making some hot takes. Oh, shocker. So we will start off with a hot take. From, from and you. nothing I say is hot. It's all it's all ac- accurate and factual. Sure, um, I'm gonna put an asterisk on this, and of it's only are. for of course you are. No, 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 you can't no, make it's... a hot take and then give it a contingency, Jack. That's no, not I, how this I, works. I can, I can. Because... That, that makes it a lukewarm take because you have a loop way. You have a you have a door out like that. Well, all right, how about this? I'll say the take, and then we can decide if it's still hot and if my contingency is fair. Okay. My prediction to win the NBA title is the Golden State Warriors. And my contingency is that they don't trade D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I mean, it is soft. It's a very soft. It's not soft. That's losing your, like, that's the whole reason I'm taking it is because he's on the team. If, if the Sixers traded Tobias Harris... It, you would feel differently about the Sixers if the Lakers it's lost a little Anthony bit Davis. of. I mean, it's a kind of if you're riding with your squad, like I'm riding with the Sixers. Like God forbid, knock on wood, like John Gruden says, if Tobias goes down, next man up. Let's get. I'm it. not so. No, no, no. I'm not saying if he gets hurt. I'm saying they've said he might get traded to the Timberwolves, which is just weird. If they're gonna trade him, then that they've also said it also came out that they didn't sign him to trade him. Okay, so then we'll ride with it. So with that being I'm, proud said, I'm proud of you. With that being said, the Golden State Warriors will be 2019-2020 champions. Let's get into it. What do you think? Oh, my God. I mean, listen, they lost all their depth. They don't have a single finals MVP on their roster. We've been through this. If I, you say that joke one more time, we're never recording again. Wait, is it's it, not is funny. It, you no, did no, make it up. Is it is it a joke or is it a fact? It's a fact. Okay, all right. So that's that's all I need to know. But listen, I get this team won 73 games without Kevin Durant, um, but they don't have their second best uh, superstar on the team for at least half the year. 
you know how I feel about coming off a torn ACL. I don't see a way that he's the Clay Thompson that he went out as. Um, I think he does struggle. Maybe it takes a couple months to get in the groove of it. The backcourt can't defend a lick of anything. That's actually that's actually a misconception. Okay. Steph Curry is an average defender. D'Angelo because, is below average. Yeah, yeah, he is. But they it's not that they can't defend a lick. And then you still have Draymond back there. So let me explain the thought the thought process. At the end of last season, when they swept the Blazers in the conference finals without Kevin Durant, when they took the Raptors, the best team in the league, deep, and obviously Clay gets hurt in that clinching game. They didn't have Kevin Durant. Andre Iguodala was a shell of himself. Boogie Cousins was honestly, he was the horrible. Disrespect for the- to Andre Iguodala, I won't stand for it. I he, won't stand he, for it. I don't he care. He was a shell of himself. I, I, I don't care. He was locking up on the defensive end. He has that no, he veteran wasn't. presence, that championship experience. I will not stand for Andre Iguodala okay. because, because they're saying right now that he might get bought out by Memphis and he's deciding between the Lakers and the Clippers. And that, in my opinion, that piece right there is what will put one team above the other. I think they're both at equal playing fields right now, but Andre Godala tips the scale because not only does he add that championship presence and defense and everything off the bench that you want in a veteran, but he takes away from the other team getting him, which is a huge advantage. So I will not stand for the Andre Godala slander. There's no slander. He was a shell of himself. That's just a fact. He was not that good in his last year. And all we had, we have Steph Curry, Clay. I believe he will be fine by the time the playoff comes around. So they still have to get there without him. Draymond, in the system that they run without KD playing iso ball, is one of the top 20 players in the NBA because he can play both yeah, ways and keeps oh that offense God. flowing. Steve Curry is a top 20, top 20 player un- in the NBA, but didn't even make the All Star game last year. Continue. Continue. That's because that's because KD was on the team. That's my Continue. point. He made it every year that he right. made it every Continue. year KD wasn't. Okay. Uh so you have Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Willie Cauley Stein <laughs> has been improving year over year. Ke- Kevon Looney improving year <laughs> over year. I'm just naming players. I know, I know. You're um, just reading me their roster. I get it, dude. That doesn't mean they're and, gonna win the finals. And, they lost all their depth. They lost Quinn Cook. Uh damn it. Quinn Cook. Yeah, Quinn Cook's good. He won't see the floor in LA. That um, yeah, that's just not true. I mean, if he true. does, then they're not winning a title because Quinn Cook's garbage. Anyways, Jeez. to finalize my point, they have D'Angelo Russell. They just added a 20, 21-year-old all-star, absolute baller from the Nets last year. This team, I know KD's better than him. There's no doubt in my mind. There you but go. Why now do we now, think you're, now team, you're saying something. Why do we think a team that's going to five consecutive finals replacing KD – with that's Russell. not a replacement. I mean, that's not a replacement, Jack. How is it not a replacement? I'm not saying it's an equal replacement, but let's just look at it comparatively. When they had KD, what were the Warriors? Overwhelming, overwhelming favorites to win it all. True or false? Correct, because he's the third best player on the planet. Okay, so add an all-star. So maybe they're not uh, overwhelming. An all-star, but- an all-star in the Eastern Conference by substitution because another guy got hurt. Oh my but anyway, I can So D'Angelo Russell – isn't good. No, no, he's very good. I'm trying? just correcting you on the fact okay. that he wasn't technically an all-star. He replaced them on a okay, so weaker conference because of there was an injury. At well, Dwayne Wade was also took that a spot because no, of that no, they thing. added Dirk and Dwayne Wade. You're wrong. Anyways, You're you add D'Angelo Russell, an incredible player. Does that make them overwhelming favorites? No. Does that make them title contenders? Absolutely. Does that make and them the, the seventh seed? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I have them as my seventh seed oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think without Clay, it's going to be tough, and the West is so deep. But the Warriors are going to five straight finals. Steph and Draymond with with 
Kevin Durant off the floor are statistically two of the best players ever. Stephen Curry with Kevin Durant off the floor and Draymond on it averaged 45 points per game per 36. You think Stephen Curry's going to play 36 minutes per game? Absolutely. He could average 45 points a game by those numbers. They're gonna be they're gonna be incredible. And I think the fact that they're finally not being gunned for, right? Like they've been the team that everyone's trying their hardest against. They might sneak under the radar. And Steph, this is unanimous, Steph. Everything is gonna be great in the Chase Center. Warriors 2019-2020 NBA champions. You done? Would you like to yeah. know who I think is gonna win the championship? The Philadelphia 76ers. That's right, and that's not even biased. That's just the lay of the land. We are the best, uh, maybe not the best overall roster in the NBA, but we're hands down, hands down, have the best roster in the Eastern Conference. I think we can both agree on that, right? Okay, so we're the best defensive team in the NBA. Would you agree with that? Um, should be, should be. So theoretically, listen, you get Jimmy. Uh no, sorry, sorry. I I will say, and this isn't trying. Listen, to I agree. The Clippers come. could be up there. No, 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 no. I'm not even going Clippers. The Jazz. Conley is one of the best defensive point guards. Donovan Mitchell's an above average. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, is a our defense player. Our court's better than than them at defense, but okay. Um, okay. But, anyway, okay. But, so the Sixers. There's five listen, players. Okay. Our problem last year was getting everyone together late in the season, not developing chemistry. And then it showed in the playoffs. But what happened? We were three bounces. Oh, it still gives me chills. Three bounces away from the Eastern Conference Finals where we would have played Milwaukee, where I think we all understand Milwaukee's troubles in the playoffs and limitations because uh, people could just camp out on Giannis. Um, and we, that we saw that with uh, Toronto. They went up 2 nothing, and then Toronto figured it out on defense and won four straight and went to the NBA Finals. So in my maybe biased opinion, call it what it is. Had we beaten Toronto in that game seven, I think we would have went to the finals and then. All right, but you're just dating yourself. Why are we playing this game? Talk right, about that, this No, season. that's what I'm saying. That Not was the issue because we didn't have the chemistry last year. Listen, you ship out Jimmy Butler. I was all for him staying, but looking back on it, the haul that we got with Josh Richardson, we were able to bring back Tobias and the biggest signing of them all being Al Horford. Like the only person who could give Embiid fits in the playoffs, the only person who can give Giannis fits in the playoffs, like Al Horford and Joel Embiid playing that stretch four big man ball opens up everything for the offense. When Joel needs to sit, I think it helps the load management and you get Al Horford to play the five. So being that the Sixers are the best team in the East, I think Milwaukee got worse. Um, I'm still not I think Boston got worse, but I still think they'll be good. I mean, let's be honest, the East is trash. So the Sixers coming out of the East is not it's, uh, it's not trash, it's, it's, but compared to the West, how about that? Okay, well, the Western Conference could be the deepest it's exactly. Ever so been, I'm saying so, I'm saying sure. the East is trash. <laughs> so I really don't think we have trouble in the East. Um, so I got the Sixers as champions, and I guess that'll bring us to our next. Who are the Sixers going to beat in the championship? The Lakers. Um, I think it'll come down to an LA Western Conference Finals. Uh, they're too far and beyond the two best teams, in my opinion. The only other team that I could see threatening either of them in an early round playoff series would be Houston. I really do think Russ and Harden figure it out. Um, I mean, I'm not going to bet on them in the playoffs just because of Russ and Harden's track record in the playoffs and being that D'Antoni 
as a coach in the playoffs. Uh, we all know how I feel about Denver and the Jazz being their cuties, Portland, their perennial 4-5-6 seed. I don't think the Warriors, um, as we could clearly tell in the argument, are going to do much. I think they're definitely not a team you want to play in the first round, right? Because they have that experience. Like you just have the thought in your back ahead, like, oh, this is the Warriors. So can I see them winning a playoff series? Of course. And then, so in the Western Conference, I have the Clippers as the one seed, Denver as the two, Houston as the three, Utah as the four, because I think they're just going to try really hard in the regular season. Um, and that's what really makes a cutie, just like trying to prove a point. I feel like the Lakers, take it easy, get the five. Portland as the six, Golden State as the seven, and then the eight. I wanted to put Zion and the Pelicans in here, but I got I to gotta stick with history and go with the Spurs. Like, are they not going to make the playoffs? They've made the playoffs every year I've been alive. So I haven't seen anything else yet. So who do- um, you kind of you jumped the gun on on our ratings. You didn't let me respond to your Sixers right, well, the, Lakers. The floor Look, is yours, I was, my guy. I was all in on Sixers making the finals, and then I started to just think about in the last oh, no. few minutes. I realized, like, Jimmy Butler's better than Josh Richardson, right? By a decent bit. I know he's a really good player, but it is by a decent yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Josh, yeah, and. And to even that out, I guess you brought in Horford, which should help a ton defensively. We're going to be but the best defensive team this, in basketball. And we did. We actually did put together this, a bench this offseason. Uh, is this team that much better than last yeah, year? Because think about it. You have a whole offseason of Ben and Joel. I think Joel I, takes another step. That's no, overrated. Listen, that That's not what's going to make the difference. You need no, someone to come that, out. I think that is what makes the difference is Joel and Ben take another huge step and become these perennial – I mean, Joel is already, in my opinion, the best big in basketball and obviously a top 10 player in the league. And I really do think this is a big season for Ben. Um, Willie, we saw that three-pointer. That was wet, and you can't deny it in the preseason game. Stop. He's not going to make threes Just saying it was wet. I don't even want him to make threes. I don't even need him to make threes. I just want him, when he's on the break and these defenders are backing up to the paint, pull it from the elbow. Give me that turnaround shot from the elbow that all you need is to keep the defenders on their toes. And so they don't camp out at you. So I really do think Ben makes a bigger effort to improve um, his mid range jump shot. And I think that's what takes this team to another level and a year of chemistry, practicing together for a whole season, getting them ready for the playoffs. All right. So what I actually have a bigger bone to pick with you is over the Lakers losing in the finals because my, I don't actually see any scenario where if the Lakers get to the finals, they're going to lose. Because if the Lakers get to the finals, that means that the LeBron AD project is in full effect if they rummage through the West. And it means they're getting production out of their role players. They're getting solid coaching. So if they can get there and you have LeBron in the finals against a bunch of first-timers and Brett Brown coaching, I see in no situation where the Sixers oh, are going to oh, win that now, Frank Vogel's Mr. Greg Popovich? Like, come on, don't – I think I think Brett Brown's more reputable no, 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 no. than that's Frank Vogel. That's not my Vogel. point. You're coming that's, at my coach. You're coming at my point. coach. I'm going to defend him. Well, he's a horrible coach, and you say no, that no, all no, the no, time. No, 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 so no, no, don't no, no. Just... I used to say that. I used Stop. to say that. Okay, he's still a horrible coach. He barely speaks English, no, I swear. Uh, but do you get what I'm – A little Boston, a little Aussie. Do you get what I'm saying, no, though? I like, don't. I don't really I don't. see how that team gets to the finals and then could lose. They're the better team if, if both are in the, the finals. The Sixers are the better team. No, the they're not. The better player. Player. Singular. The better players. 
player. players. One players. player. Players. One player. <laughs> they have bet. We but have four out of the five I, top I wish... best players in that series. Agree or disagree? I wait. What? In that playoff series, the Lakers and oh no, we have three of the top five. Yeah. We'd have three of the top five best players in that playoff series. Four of the top six. Okay, but the gap. Four of the, the top six. Five of the so... top seven. What are you I'm saying? saying that the Sixers... I don't care about five of the top seven. I'm saying that I makes my point that LeBron... we have the better team. They have the best player. Okay, and LeBron James won an NBA Finals over the Warriors with Kyrie Irving. I think Anthony Davis is a much better player than him. If he gets to the Finals, they're going to win it all. I don't think he gets there because I don't think – that his supporting cast is going to be able to beat the Clippers. You seen these reports about Avery Bradley? The guy is locking up in training camp. Oh my god! Your only hope is Caruso. Oh, the bald head assassin. So, um, let's go to Rookie of the Year first, and then we'll kind of come back to you know each team and what they need to do to kind of get over the hump, and you know the Battle of LA. There's so many good stories, and that's why the season of podcasting is going to be awesome. Finally, but finally Rookie of the Year in this league, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's never been parody, but and we'll see if there's parody. Like if LeBron goes to a finals, is that parody? It's just LeBron back in the finals. The playoffs last year, so you tell me. Yeah, that's true. He is washed. Um, so you didn't want to put Zion, or you didn't want to put the Pelicans in the playoffs, but you want to give Zion Rookie of the Year. I correct? mean, if anyone's watched a single second of preseason basketball, I think it's easy to say that Zion Williamson. And this is no disrespect to my boy Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, Miami is your team. That's your city. Run with it. Don't let Jimmy get in your way. Tyler Hero is absolutely balling right now. He looks like. He is going to be an unbelievable player. But Zion is just – people say at, when he was in high school, like you and I grew up, we were seeing photos of Zion dunking on Instagram, right? And people were like, is he going to be able to dominate like this? We saw his high school mix game. Is he going to be able to dominate like this at the college level? Came out of college, obviously dominated there. Now it's will he be able to dominate at the NBA level? And what have we seen so far that he's not able to? The guy has had, what, 80-something points in the first three preseason games – or 77 points, shooting eighty above 80% from the field. Jack, that is absurd. Like, his first step when he gets the ball, he's far and beyond ready to take on this league. And I don't, I'm not going to go as far to say he'll be an all-star this year, but the conversation will be around him, similar to how it was. I hope you're not going well, that some far. Some people on ESPN, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to express how I feel about them. Jalen Rose, cough, cough, Paul Pierce, cough, cough. Uh, they're putting Zion in the all-star game this year. Um, in the West, in the, if Zion was in the East, I think he could be an all-star. I really do. But the fact that he's in the West, I'll do that. I mean, dude, the Pelicans are going to have all these nationally broadcasting games. Like, they're a fun-to-watch team. I think Zion will get you uh, 20-8 and eight a night, but he'll just be so efficient, and he'll be a pest on defense. He's far and beyond the best rookie in this class. In terms of Vegas, the shortest odds since LeBron. It's a no-brainer to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think picking Zion makes sense. He's looked awesome in preseason. I would warn it is preseason, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Um, but I'm going to go with John Morant. I think people are, as the followers like to say, sleeping on John Morant. Um, he'll be in Memphis, which will make it, I think, a little tougher because the award is a narrative as much as it is performance-based. Um, 
And I think that might be tough. But for a point guard who's going to put up some pretty gaudy stats and is going to look pretty flashy and cool doing it, I think that gives him a chance. Is this betting on Zion to be not as good as we expect? It kind of is, and I'm not rooting against the kid. I hope he's awesome. I hope the Pelicans are great this year. They should be a really fun team. But I just think Morant's going to play 35 minutes a game. He's going to be the point guard of an up-and-coming team. Him and Jaron Jackson could establish some chemistry. And just by sheer usage of being a a really good starting point guard, he's going to have to average somewhere around 15-8. And he's tall, so maybe six or seven rebounds. And once he starts getting some triple doubles under his belt, if Zion's struggling – you could kind of see Morant push into that conversation. The other player, I'm like, I have a question mark next to his name because I don't know if he actually has any chance. No, (laughs) definitely not R.J. Barrett. Is uh, Michael Porter Jr. So he's technically a rookie. He's obviously taking the Ben Simmons approach. Ben Simmons, he didn't even even play in college either. The guy hasn't played basketball in two years. Well, he got hurt in college. But what do you mean? I'm saying, like, I know he got hurt, but, like, we haven't – all we know about Michael Porter Jr. is his hoop mixtapes, which is crazy to think about. Well, and he was, isn't that what happened with Ben? No, Ben played in college and had tape on film. So did Michael Porter Jr. He got hurt in college. He got hurt in the beginning of season in college. Yeah, so yeah. he barely played. Ben played a whole season where there was film on him at the Division yeah. One level. I'm yeah. saying really the only tape out on it, Michael Porter Jr. is Ball is Life videos on YouTube. Oh, and they're fire. fire. He's tough. <laughs> So I think there's definitely an advantage to being that like Blake Griffin did it. Ben Simmons did it. You're, you're older, you're more grown. You've been around the NBA for a full year, which is helpful. I think that the, while Morant and Zion have a better chance because they're, like I said, usage exactly. really comes Michael Porter Jr. Is going to come off the bench right. for Denver. Like he might be a, a solid contributing. Right. I don't even know if he yeah, gets he'll minutes. probably get many. I mean, it depends how he starts out early. He didn't, they, I mean, Malone didn't barely played him during the preseason, uh, like when the starters were playing. So yeah, it's a Will troubling Barton. sign. He's looked really good. Yeah. I, so to answer people's questions of will Michael Porter Jr. win rookie of the year, I don't think so. If he got enough, if he was in Zion's position where he was starting off the bat, maybe. I don't know. But I think the situation he's in for the award, it's going to be yeah, way too he's tough. He's not going to get enough tick, in my opinion. This year for Michael Porter Jr. is just, okay. Are you possibly the player that everyone thought you were? No one's expecting you to come in and be this like guy who's a one and done stud, but that's what he was supposed to be coming out of high school. Obviously got hurt at Mizzou and then fell in the draft. But like there's a reason that a guy with such a serious back injury was still a lottery pick, you know? Like the, the potential is there, but this year isn't the go out there and show it. It's the prove you can hang year for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm rude. I, I think that's the thing to keep in mind while we record these pods. There's not really, the way we hate on Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> there's not many players in the league that I really like to hate on. I know uh, you're not that, a big fan of Draymond. I'm um, understating it, but sure. Um, but I think like when we're making our predictions, that doesn't, I don't think the jazz and the nuggets and the Clippers are, aren't going to be good. I just think that other teams might be yeah, better. I'm, and those I'm looking are my at my playoff so, seedings right now. And I'm trying to pick one player from every team. I hate, I could definitely do it. <laughs> I could definitely, that. all right. We, well, we definitely don't. Well, need if that. you, if you we want like me to, to just know I can, I can do it. Okay. That's good to know. Um, Let's go to something fun, new All-Stars. So players who have never been an All-Star before, 
there's normally one or two, sometimes three, uh, players who had never made the All-Star game who will then be in the All-Star game. I asked you to prepare. Did you prepare? Yeah, we're good. Would you we'll like go me to start? East, East, West, West. How about that? I'll start off with my East. All right. In my East, right, you um, I think this guy takes the next step in the all- to be an All-Star solely because he has no choice. The team is like kind of his. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Toronto. I think that people are t- kind of forgetting about Toronto just because obviously Kawhi left. But like I still, I think they have a good foundation. They have a deep roster. Pascal has looked good in the preseason. He's kind of has to take that next step in his career. And you got to think that a bunch of spot, a couple spots in the East have opened up, right? Because they lost D'Lo, they lost uh, Kawhi. I'm trying to think if they lost anybody else. Um, not really, but there still are a couple spots open in the East. You got to think Victor Oladipo's going to be out until maybe Christmas, so he's not going to make the All Star game this year. The spots are there for the taking. And I think Pascal Siakam can, can take that next step and become an all-star. I think that's fair. I think if he what he did last year, if he had done that before, no one knew about him really. He probably would have been an all-star. And he had, he had only had a half season of work, so they weren't going to put him in. So I don't hate that. And he should be the best player on the team. Or is Kyle Lowry going to be? So that to me is kind of, you know, where the Raptors probably only get one player. I'm going to go with Zach Levine from the Bulls. He averaged 24 points per game last year. He was top 15 in the NBA in terms of scoring. I think combined with his, you know, his dunking, his athleticism, if he could, he could realistically push that 25, 26, 27 a game, um, which would be among the tops in the league. And like you said, there's some kind of guard forward spots open. I also Jack, think Jack, that Julius Jack, Randall Jack. could be an all-star. He was like, if the Knicks no, have seriously. an all-star on their team, like that means they're contending for a playoff spot in the East. I mean, it... no, it doesn't. Bradley Beal was an all-star last I mean, year, and Jack, they were one of the worst teams. Do you really in the want East. to get go on record with this Julius Randle take? Like, I, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to back out. I said I think he could. I'm definitely not backing out. Julius Randle averaged like 20 and 10 you... last year. And he's go- all he's yeah, going to do is chance. get ten times more touches, and he doesn't have to. He right. doesn't even all have right. to play defense. Mitchell Robinson's just going to get behind him. So I think Julius and Levine could both uh, replace those spots, and then you would think like one of the Celtics guys, like Jalen Brown or Tatum, could make the leap. But in the West, I couldn't decide. I'm actually going to say I'm going to nix Booker because I'm just not a huge fan of him right now. He's one of the pure scorers in the game. But, like, you got to win something for me. So I'm leaving Booker out. I had him written down as potential. I think it's either going to be Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. I think that the Jazz are going to be good enough that they're going to have to get an all-star in the game. I think that there's probably some room in terms of guards. There's a lot of forwards in the West. Guards, it's just the top four, which is Russ, Harden, Curry. And remind me if I'm missing someone. And Dame, thank you. So it's really just those four. But, like, can Spider Mitchell be better than Luka Doncic, CJ McCollum, like, Conley, his own teammate, Jamal Murray? I, I absolutely think so. So I think Donovan Mitchell's going to get it. The whole Gobert crying because he didn't get it. <laughs> I think they'll probably continue to punish him like that. And they'll give it to his more exciting teammate. So I'm going Donovan from the West. 
Yeah, I don't hate that pick. I honestly think that if it comes down to someone on Utah it's getting not, it, it's okay. going to be Mike Conley because listen, listen, because he's finally making that jump to. I mean, he made the playoffs a few years in Memphis, but Mike Conley has never made an All Star game. Like I think fans and voters will kind of have a sympathy vote for him. I'm not going that direction. I'm just saying in terms of you want to think Utah, I agree. I don't think but Gobert I, gets it done. I will refute um, that I because I just – I get the whole sympathy thing and all that. I know he hasn't made one, but he's not going to be the best guard on his team, so it's going to be pretty hard for them to reason. I think that I, – I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Mike Conley has been very, very impressive. impressive in years Donovan back. Mitchell is a much better player right now in his career. That's a hundred percent true. Because of what Mike, because of what Mike I Conley do. can do on both sides of the floor. Like last year, Mike Conley was putting up twenty-one points a game on thirty-seven percent from three, and he locks up and I does, he's going to be the primary ball handler. He's on incredible. That team. Donovan Mitchell is better. All right, okay. I, I'm not totally sold on that, but anyway, um, so Kawhi's coming over. He's obviously going to take an All-Star spot. Uh, you're going to have the guards, like you said, Steph, Harden, Russ, Lillard. Um, Clay spot opens up, right? Durant's because he's gone. going to be out at least till the All-Star break. Durant's gone, right. So that's where I put in Luka Doncic. Luka was getting chatter around him last year as a rookie. I think Chris Stapps will only make his game better, obviously, because they have that two-man ball. And I think Luka is such a fan favorite and we've seen in years past, fan selection is such a big contributing factor that Luca ends up in his second year being an all-star. Like yeah, Luca could be. But if you're going to say, you know, you need a playoff team, I actually think I had the Mavs plugged in at number eight. You don't need a playoff <laughs> team. You don't need a playoff this team. This is why I game. love that we're finally – I mean, we have debated over sports for so long. But – it was a kind of in text, and we feel lazy. We're not going to scroll up. But thankfully, people can just rewind about three minutes to when I said Julius Randle, and you said, you, no, 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 hold on. Oh, no, Let me have my between, moment. You said, no, 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 there's a, the Knicks aren't going to be near the playoffs. The Knicks aren't going to be a playoff team. Julius, So how's Julius Randle going to get it? So thank you. We're leaving. Jack, Jack, I don't mean <laughs> – I meant I meant the, the Mavs will at least contend for one. The Knicks are going to be um, a bottom five pick again. But, Come I on. Like, You're I not like a bottom five pick face. with an all-star on your team. I give you credit for saving face. Um, I had That's the Mavs at eight, but then I realized. So they have Luka. They have Kristaps, who is a total wild card. I mean, he's one of the most exciting players in the league when playing, but he hasn't played in so long. And But then that's why I was like, well, this team was pretty competitive before they sold out, before the deadline. They add Kristaps, maybe. And then I looked at the roster, and it's just like, Who's the third best player on that team? Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Dwight Powell, Courtney Lee. Like after those two, it's such a crazy drop off that I can't reason with them getting in, which is why I replaced them with the Spurs. So, but for the Luca All Star pick, I get it. I think he probably makes it. Do they, this is my thing: is do they take a set amount of forwards and guards, and don't they consider him a forward? And it, isn't it going to be way harder to get a forward in than a guard? Or like, am I thinking too much about it? Um, I don't have the. I told you to prepare in front of me, but that's, <laughs> I, I I gave you my Eastern Conference. What do you mean? You don't. You just said I, I don't know. You to, and then you go, I, I, I told you to told read you the to whole NBA rulebook and voting registrations. Please, 
anyway, um, so no, I don't know. But for the sake of the argument, let's just assume <laughs> your guy can Luke get is it. getting it. Um, all right, cool. Um, let's move on then to most improved player because I think it's actually a f- really fun category. And it was the most fun I had trying to figure out who it could potentially be because there's kind of some guidelines almost like in the past seven years Giannis has the highest points per game average on the season before it was 17 points and he took what was you know a really good player to like an almost MVP caliber leap which is very rare you kind of know who the stars of the league are going to be and then you have like last year Siakam went from like something like six points per game all the way up to 15 and 16 becoming the second best player on the team so even just finding that range was quite difficult for me um, I landed on one player. I'm not high on the team overall, but maybe this could change. I'm going with Jason Tatum. I think he's super talented player. I think Kyrie was taking some shots away. I think Kemba can move the ball a little better. I think him and Jalen have been on equal pegging because of their rookie years. And I think finally Stevens is going to decide, okay, Jason Tatum's our guy. He was the number three or four pick. We need to see him become the number two option on the team. I think they invest in him. I think Tatum makes that leap. He could actually almost be an all-star if he fully makes that leap. I, I was going to say, I have I have a bone to pick with that because if you think about where Jason Tatum was last year, right? He was a very serviceable NBA player to the point where he was like a very good player you would watch out mm-hmm. for night in and night out. Could Could score the ball, can defend, blah, 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 blah. But if at the level he was at last year – if he can't make a jump to an all-star this year, I don't think that's a big enough jump if he can't go to at least an all-star to be to warrant the most improved Yeah, that's player. fair. You know and what that's I mean? what I'm saying. Like, would it would it shock you though if Jason Tatum was an all-star? I don't think so. Really? Yes, it would shock. Because you don't think he's actually good enough to make that leap or you think the system doesn't kind of help him out or like uh, yeah, I, 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 that's what you, the latter half. That I really think the system doesn't help him out. I think this, the Celtics are going to be good this year. Don't get me wrong. I think, especially, I think Hayward comes back to form in some sort. I think last year was a feel out year. It was a weird year in Boston last year. We can agree on that. But to the point where the ball's going to be in Kemba's hands so much, and when it's not in Kemba's hands, it's moving around so much. Obviously, Tatum's going to be that second scorer probably, unless Hayward can come back to what he was in Utah. But no, I don't think that Tatum can make a jump, one, to be an all-star, and two, if he makes a jump to anything less than an all-star, he won't be the most improved player because he will, okay. that won't be enough. But my um, most improved player is a guy who missed most of last year with an injury. Um, he came out of school hurt from Michigan, and he's shown promises in the league. Even when he came back from last year, he was a key part in the playoffs. I'm going Karis LeVert from Brooklyn. Um, one reason because he's going to have a full healthy offseason under his belt, a full year to, to attack it. Hopefully knock on wood again, John Gruden, he doesn't get hurt. And Kevin Durant's obviously out. So Kyrie needs that, that Batman Robin second hand man, um, to him. So it's either him or Dimwitty, right? I I was actually debating whether to pick Dimwitty or Levert, but because of the whole injury thing and coming back, more so the storyline, and I think um, Karis LeVert, he averaged, He came back last year, he played 40 games, started 25 of them. He averaged 14 points. I think he can get that number upwards to 90. I mean, <laughs> that was great. 
19. Imagine Karis Avert dropping 90 a game. 90 a game. Um, yeah, so I think he can get that number up to 19. And just being that second-hand man to Kyrie, similar to how Pascal averaged, what, probably 19 and was that second-hand man to Kawhi, I think that's the kind of ordeal that you see. I don't have Brooklyn being nearly the force that Toronto was last year. But because he's that second hand, I think he's going to be that that guy in Brooklyn, and I think he has a big season. I'm going Karis LeVert. What are your thoughts? I like Karis LeVert. I think he's going to be a good player for Brooklyn. Um, I think the fact that on our podcast you just said Karis LeVert's going to jump to 19 points per game and be Kyrie Irving's second-hand man might have been an aggressive statement. Why? I, think about it. Pascal Siakam put up 19 a game last year and was Kawhi's second-hand man. Uh, I just don't think Harrison Burt's that good. Like that. that, that, that good. A, and they have, I think I think Dim Witty probably, if anything, picks up a little bit of Delo's scoring more than Karis. Um, and obviously Kyrie replaces Delo. And there's just a lot of pieces there. I mean, Karis is a good player. He should improve. You gotta find someone who's making that leap. You have him jumping to nineteen a game. If he jumps to nineteen a game, obviously, but he, he might not even be a starter on the team. I'm pretty sure he's going to be harder on that team. Okay. As I Google Brooklyn. Um, so chart. <laughs> I mean, they they kind of do a, a running – well, you played them in the playoffs. You saw it. It's kind of a running yeah, spin yeah. I'm of looking at guards. their depth chart right now. I'm looking group. at their depth chart now. It's Going into the year, it looks like it's Kyrie, Joe Harris, LeVert, Karuks, Karuks. First yeah, name Karuks. Rodion. That's a hell of a name. Uh, and Jared yeah. Allen. With oh my god, I forgot DeAndre Jordan's on this team. Yeah, you know DeAndre Jordan got ten million. Brooklyn's a sneaky team. They have they brought in Torian Prince from Atlanta. That's a sneaky pickup. Garrett Temple isn't bad. Brooklyn's a, a team to watch out for. I didn't realize how deep they were. Torian Prince is actually yeah, no, I totally really good. He that. is sneaky. Um, I will say because. You went through your uh, Eastern rankings. I I think the three most complicated teams to place are the Celtics, Nets, and the Pacers. Because out of those three, I actually have the Pacers being the best out of the three. I have them finishing as the three seed in the East. And here's why. I think their defensive backcourt when Oladipo is back between him and Brogdon is awesome. Miles Turner should be a defensive player of the year candidate. So bonus played like 20 two minutes a game and averaged like 17 and six. Like he was putting up crazy efficiency numbers. He'll get more run. TJ Warren was a big pickup. They're just going to lock in defensively when other teams in the East just aren't that good. And they'll be able to, to hold teams to low in the hundreds. I think they're going to finish third. I think the Celtics don't change for me. I know that Kemba kind of changes like the dynamic of the team, but losing Horford and losing Baines, like their big men are horrible. Canner can't stop a nosebleed. So I don't think that they really solved anything. They kind of, instead of figuring out like, okay, how can we let Kyrie walk and actually replace him? They kind of just put like a bandaid on it with Kemba. I don't think it elevates them to a competitive team and competitive. I mean, yeah, it's a good band-aid, but it's not lifting. They don't have the talent to win an NBA title unless Jason Tatum makes the leap to an all-star. And then the Nets, this is my biggest passion point. I think the Nets could wow. be a seven seed this year. I am totally – take exactly what you just said in the past 45 seconds in regards to Indiana and regards to Brooklyn. Yeah. 
and swap it, and that's exactly how I feel. I'm out on the Pacers, and I'm in on Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn was – what were they? They were a six seed last year, weren't they? Yeah, they were a six seed. Obviously, you would think the Raptors probably dropped, but like, think about the changeover from year to year. They didn't get much better. Kyrie is better than D'Angelo Russell by how much? And for that team that shares the ball incredibly and that plays defense and is like team-oriented – how much of a lift is he? Katie's out well, for the season. Let's be clear. Year, so yeah. He's out. So, right. So, so I just think that the hype in Brooklyn is high, obviously, because in a year from now, it's a completely different conversation. They're probably one of the best teams in the East. Well, they're definitely. But I think for this year, they're nothing special. They're probably a, a six or seven seed again. And they started slow last year. They got hot at the end. So I think that... The Heat, just because, you know, they have a solid Tyler team Hero. there now with Jimmy Tyler Butler. Hero. The Raptors, they lost quite a By the way, time. guys, snapback fan. Tyler Hero. And then I have the – did you have yeah, Magic? Mine after. Did you have the snapback Magic? Fam, I'm getting on this Tyler Hero train early. Join me. This is going to be fun. This guy is electric. I am all in on Tyler Hero. It's his team in Miami. I think – I think he'll be okay, but he's going to average like 12 I a game. see him getting 15, 16, first team all rookie. Why not? I don't know. It seems like a lot of summer league preseason hype. I have the Pistons at the eight seed. I think that the Magic were, I mean, they're solid with Vucevic and Aaron Gordon, who I almost had as most improved, but he actually dropped in points per game from two years ago to last year. Uh, the Pistons with Blake Griffin, who's really good. Reggie Jackson is good. D Rose is now back a point guard, and Drummond is a crazy like twenty twenty machine. I think they're good enough to get the eighth so, seed if the Knicks. One don't more get time, it. so I have it down. Read me off real quick, one through eight in the East. No, you I didn't. Just, you did you just let that slide? What you say about the Knicks? Knicks I'm blanked out. You, you lost me at Indiana. <laughs> I I said. Um, I think the Pistons are going to get the eight seed. All right, anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm pretty unfaced by that. Jack, you seemed unfazed. Go ahead. Sixers, Sixers one, Bucks two, Pacers three, Celtics four, Nets five, Heat six. Sorry, Celtics four, Raptors five, Nets six, Heat seven, Pistons eight. All right, so we both have the Sixers as one. We can agree on that. Uh, two and three. Who, who did you – I have – two I have Boston. I have two I have Boston. I think that – listen, what? I think that Kyrie came in with extra baggage last year. The chemistry wasn't there. I think having a, a summer of Kemba will help. I think Gordon Hayward takes that leap. I just think that they'll have a really strong regular season because they want to prove – It's. I think the Celtics are cuties. How about that? Because I think they want to prove to teams that um, – Losing Kyrie isn't a big deal. They can go back to playing this team basketball that had them a game away from the NBA Finals two years ago. So I have the Celtics too. I have the Bucks as three. I think they regress. Lost um, Miritich to Europe, which is pretty impressive. That's how shitty living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin is. Um, yeah, but Kyle Korver chose to go there instead of Philadelphia. It makes no sense. Uh, lost Brogdon. And now the big thing with Milwaukee is this year is can Chris Middleton go from being that one-time all-star he was last year to being considered, okay, an every-year perennial all-star? Because I think you and I can agree he wouldn't be an all-star in the West, obviously. And you're talking about all these duos around the NBA, AD and 
uh, LeBron, Kawhi PG, Ben and Joel, um, obviously Katie and Kyrie when Katie comes back. But you don't think of a dynamic duo in Milwaukee, and Chris Middleton isn't really getting that respect. So unless he can make another jump forward and become like a statement all-star in this league, I think the Bucks regress. I have them at three. I totally disagree on Brooklyn. I have them at four. I think Kyrie comes in. He wants to play for his hometown. I think Kenny Atkins is a great coach. All their young players, Dinwiddie, Lavert, Jared Allen, all take a step up. They have the shooting with Joe Harris. I think Brooklyn has a very good year. They're the four seed. Five seed, I'm going to stay with Toronto. Um, obviously, Kawhi losing him is going to be tough. But like I said, they're deep. Kyle Lowry, though fat, is still a serviceable point guard in this league. Pascal will take another leap. I have Toronto five. I have Tyler Heroes, Miami Heat, with co-star Jimmy Butler coming in at six. And you may realize I have yet to name the Indiana Pacers. I have them at seven. Uh, I do not think the Indiana Pacers are that good at all. I think if you had Oladipo starting the year with the team, then the conversation gets interesting. But I'm reading Oladipo's out until at least December. They lost pieces of their bench. They lost Bojan. Uh, Bogdanovich was a huge scorer for them in their starting lineup. Replaced him with TJ Warren, who's good. But we saw him in Phoenix. We kind of got to see him on a good team to know how good he is. Uh they got Jeremy Lamb, but they lost Corey Joseph, Wes Matthews, Bojan. Um, I know I'm blanking on somebody else they lost. But, yeah, I just don't think the depth's there. They have TJ McConnell, who love him to death, but the guy's better as an assistant coach. Sabanis and Turner, they don't do it for me in the in the front court. They're kind of similarly the same player, like two centers. I get that <clears throat> Sorry, Sabanis was or Sabonis was effective last year, but can he be effective for – 30, 32 minutes a game, I'm not totally sure. So I have Indiana regressing at seven, and then Orlando will have some fun, win 43 games, probably on like a little win streak at the end, thanks to my guy Markel, and come in at the eight seed. So Philly one, Boston two, Milwaukee three, Brooklyn four, Toronto five, Tyler Hero six, Indiana seven, Markel Fultz eight. Okay, I like your uh, breakdown of the East. We'll see. It's gonna. It's definitely gonna be a fun season. We can agree on that. Um, I think that I want to be clear on two teams that will not be in the playoffs: the Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans. While we love them and they will be super exciting, they're just not there. The West is too tough, and they're too inexperienced for the Pelicans in the East. They're just defensively, the Hawks are miserable. Um, they have a ton of super young talent, which is great for them. But I don't think they can make that leap just next year. Um, so I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. With the, In the, the West, Hawks, they cannot play defense, but they're they're going to be. I think they could be an, uh, a playoff team after this year. But I do think if the Pelicans were in the East, that yeah. team and that roster could make a playoff, get a playoff spot. They're going to be the crazy wild card of this year. Are they good? They're going to be exciting, but are they actually going to win basketball games? We'll have to are find out. I do Browns? want to point out. Kind of? No, definitely not. Because the Browns were expected to actually win something. The Pelicans were the aren't. Browns just expected ex- or was it just all to be talk? Exciting. Was it all talk? Yes. No, they they were expected to be good. Um, <laughs> Browns are dead. Never forget. Um, Ravens are back. So now the Browns are really dead. Um, 
Anyways, you mentioned Fat Kyle Lowry, oh and Kyle. that reminded me that you believe that Kyle Lowry is better than De'Aaron Fox. And now <laughs> I feel like I almost no, feel like I'm fat. right. He's bad. I was fat as a kid, but I could still hoop. So, so going, so this season, you think Kyle Lowry is going to be better than De'Aaron Fox? <sighs> Oh, because this is good. Because when we were talking about these two over the you summer, said something during very our crazy free agency pods and stuff. I oh, said you said he could be an All NBA player this year. That's what said, you said. Nope, you said All NBA no, player be because Kyle Lowry was, and he's been an All NBA player. When was Kyle Lowry All NBA? Yeah, for sure, third team All NBA. Kyle no, Lowry. No. Conversation. No, I remember. I remember. The conversation Kyle Lowry was for got this. All NBA votes. And you said that De'Aaron, you think he'll get votes this year? Oh, yeah. I so said he could get a vote. But that wasn't the conversation that we finished with. The conversation was – and then I was I was telling you how good De'Aaron Fox was, that he could potentially get an all-NBA vote for this season. And you are like, you're ridiculous. He's whatever. And you said he's not better than Kyle Lowry. So for this season, and that was the conversation, I said I would rather have De'Aaron Fox. And you're going to tell me right now – because I was right, but I'll let you, I'll let you if you want to double down on your take that Kyle Lowry will have a better season than De'Aaron Fox. You can do it, Don't tell me or you can admit I was right. There's two. Number options. two, my stance on this is: listen, listen. If I am a contending team mm. in the NBA, if I have a chance to, no, you want the worst player. Is that I how am you're spinning this? in this league? Let me finish. You had your time. Let me have mine. <laughs> If I'm a contending team in this league, okay. I want Kyle Lowry on my team because I think as it stands, he's still – oh, here we go. <sighs> you no, don't believe it. I can hear thing. it you're, because you know Kyle Lowry in game one of the playoffs last year scored zero points. trying to make point. me sound like, like you did with Russell Westbrook, a De'Aaron Fox Which hater. Is- No, 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 I don't, I don't, I'm not making you sound like a hater in the slightest. I'm genuinely asking you who you think is the better player and who will have a better season this year. And you know the answer, but because you don't want to admit that you may have been incorrect, you won't admit it. De'Aaron Fox is going to be better than Jack, Kyle Lowry this season. You're, you're right. You're right. That's yes not the no. answer you wanted, I know. Okay. <laughs> That's not the answer you wanted. No, uh, because what did it? Well, I just wanted you to double down so I could year. continue to dig on um, you. I was no, I was yeah, I was just uh, I was kind of thinking in a in a He's not small window in the playoffs in the NBA. If you ask me who what do I want in the playoffs, it's Kyle Lowry this year. No, but I think no, no, I that's Wait, because it's true. But I think no, De'Aaron Fox will have a better season that. numbers wise. But if you're asking me to take a point guard for my playoff team, I would take Kyle Lowry over De'Aaron Fox this year, no doubt about it. Wrong, because by playoff time and by the separation that Fox is going to elevate and Lowry's going to decline, I, I would by, love to see by that. the NBA Fox playoffs this player. year. You'll want Fox. By no you'll means see. do I hate He's him. A- Jack will not spin this to me hating, but Kyle Lowry. No, 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 I'm not spinning you hating Fox, but Kyle Lowry, like. He scored zero points in a playoff game last year. Like he's known he he hit the side of the backboard on a game winning three to win the NBA finals. Like 
He's known to choke in big moments. I don't know why all of a sudden, because Kawhi carried him to a finals, you trust him in the playoffs. Think about the past three years before that. He was the biggest choke artist ever with him and DeRozan. They couldn't win a game. Do you, so do don't you, even uh, give me you know that. Do you know Kyle that Lowry's in stat line That's in the closeout game? Just admit it. Do you know? Move on. It was 26-10 assists and seven rebounds and three he, steals. He was excellent. <laughs> a blind nut. Nope, that's not what it is. A blind squirrel <laughs> finds. Okay, and so that'll end that every once in a while. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we haven't given much love to the West, so that's a decent transition. Obviously, this is a longer podcast because it's the full season preview, but we go on. Um, the no, Houston Rockets. Not. Let's talk about them since you are a Russell Westbrook hater. I have them as my. Yes, you are. I am. I have them as the number one seed because they were like a top three seed and they struggled out of the gate. I think Russ is a major upgrade over um, Chris Paul, my guy. Get him out of OKC. Sneakily, if they didn't, I know they're going to trade everyone, but if they didn't trade everyone, You're they could be the eighth seed. And I'm not who? just saying that to say that. I'm talking about Chris Paul, SGA. Danilo Gallinari, Stephen Adams, Nerlens Noel. Like they could put a, together, <laughs> they could put together though a decent enough five to make like a run for the eight seed. Anyways, um, Rockets won. Jazz. I think I don't even know what to talk about in the West. There's just so many good teams, and whoever we talk about is going to be so. You can mad legitimately throw the top nine team. Well, oh sorry. So you can pick your eight playoff teams and throw them in a hat. And pick out any order, and that very well may be the playoff seating for this year, except for yeah, like the Spurs. Let's all right, let's do this. Each one of those teams in the West, including the Lakers, including the Clippers, probably needs like one thing to happen for them to come out of the West. So the Jazz, it, to me, it would be like it's Donovan not, Mitchell. It's not happening. They're, they're, that's not no, 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 no. But I'm saying let's pick our one thing for the Jazz, like I would say. Donovan Mitchell becomes an MVP candidate this year. So they have enough talent on the team with Ingles and Bogdanovich and all of them that I think if he becomes an all-star, not an all-star, well, definitely an all-star, but an MVP candidate, then yes, yeah. we can if start Donovan talking Mitchell, about If them. Donovan Mitchell becomes an MVP candidate and I grow to be 6'6 overnight, the Jazz have a chance to come out of the West. Okay. We'll put it but I'm that. saying let's – you think they're cuties, which I agree with. I don't think they can get past the top teams in the West – but because we need to separate these guys and we, we need to be clear on where they stand, pick a thing for each top team in the West, what they need to get over the hump. Okay. I don't think the Clippers need anything. I think they just need to play their game. I've had them in my one seed. Denver, um, what is well, – Well, here. Okay, me- I'll, I'll say this about the Clippers. The Clippers need to be healthy. That would be my thing for them. Yeah, well, so does every team in order to make the finals. But Denver, similar. If if Nikola Jokic becomes Shaquille O'Neal and I grow to be 6'8", maybe then they can. Listen, in my mind, Jack, only five teams can make the NBA finals. Two in the East. You're not being helpful. <laughs> You're just hating on these teams that that aren't necessarily major market NBA contenders. No, in my mind, there are five teams that can make the NBA finals. In the East, it's only the Sixers and the Bucks. In the West, it's the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Rockets. I don't think Denver, Utah, Portland, Golden State, San Antonio can do anything to, make, I get to that. make the finals. And because of our listeners, I wanted you to give me a 
a thing. It, it doesn't have to be necessarily super realistic, but give me something that right. they could have hope Nicolo, for. They, okay. I can I could actually see Jokic being an MVP this year. Here I'm we not go. Kidding. Denver Nuggets. If Jamal Murray makes an extreme leap and is a bona fide all-star, maybe they can. Okay. Houston. Okay. If it works. Plain and simple. You know what I mean? They don't have to do anything. Okay. Maybe they need to get a little bit better on the defensive end with their second unit. Like they have Austin River. Their, their second unit's a little up in the air. Um that's my three seed. Utah, yeah. four seed. I mean, yeah, if Mike Conley can be the star that he was in his prime in Memphis and even maybe last year, and Donovan Mitchell can make this like obscure jump that I don't think he can do, and Rudy go – That team – I don't know. That team is really good, dude. Like Ingles, Bogdanovich, that five – Yeah, that's the thing though. When, when is- they play any other team in the West, they won't have the best player yeah. on the court. Like they have a very well-rounded roster. Don't get me wrong, but they won't have the best player on the court. I think they they took a big hit in losing Derek Favors. Honestly, I think that'll be a no because they replaced him with Bogdanovich. I I think that's a fair swap, if not yeah, an improvement. Rubio they lost, who was helpful for them. They do have Ingles. replaced with Conley. <laughs> they do have they do have Ingles <laughs> off the bench. They, they're a good team, but at no point will they ever have the best player on the court in the playoffs. Okay, so that's why I made the statement. Donovan gets Correct. into the MVP. Lakers, similar to Houston, if it works. If no, if the bench pieces, that, I actually disagree. If, if the bench yeah, pieces that's... and the rotational pieces, like the Danny Green, like the Avery Bradley, like the JaVale McGee, like the Rondo and Contavious Caldwell Pope and Quinn Cook, if they can, if they can find four of them that are good contributors throughout the entire season. That'll put them over the top. Portland, if Dame Lillard ascends to this MVP level and goes, no, 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 that's not what it is because he's he's been in the MVP conversation. The only thing that happens for me in Portland is if uh, they get Kevin Love, Nurkic comes sure. back, and he's like playing at an oh. unreal level. They need another thoughts? piece. That's the what are your one thing on Hassan Whiteside because I think he's awful. Okay, cool. He's trash. Well, I'm saying he's trash. Yeah. So I will say, out of all the teams you named, they probably don't need another piece except for the Blazers. I think to get to – I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals, but they weren't particularly close to actually making an NBA Finals. They get Kevin Love, and Kevin Love – he's not going to return to T-Wolves Kevin Love, but if he's third piece, corner shooter, they have Nurkic underneath, then sure. we can have a different sure. conversation. That's my – yeah. Getting, what about the Warriors? So the Lakers were my five seed. The Blazers okay. were my six seed. Warriors is the seventh seed. Now, what can they do? Um, number one is stay healthy. Steph can't have this rolled ankle in the middle of December that keeps him out a few weeks and then lingers in the playoffs, and then he limps around on camera so people can tweet that he's hurt when he's really not like you. Oh my God. Um, oh Clay my. has to come back 1,000%. Clay Thompson, which I don't see any way he does. Um, Historically, one of the best at responding to injuries ever. Sure, who wanted to sure. play he can, want, he can torn want all he wants. Anyway. Um, and D'Angelo Russell has to make that another huge jump and even be an all-star in the West. Yeah, he has to be an all-star in the Western jump. Conference as a guard, which will be very hard to do. So, and they don't, in my opinion, they don't have the depth. If they can find a bench that's formidable, sure. Uh, San Antonio, what can they do? No, Hope and pray. Uh, we can stop. They're... <laughs> that's about it there are seven teams i would even knock the blazers out i don't think they're a title contender unless like i said they get that third piece 
Um, the clip. So what we want to see is Clippers Lakers probably in the Western Conference Finals, right? That is going to be the narrative all year. That's the most fun. It's the Battle of LA. Who's the best team in LA? Best team, top to bottom, it's the Clippers. It's not on paper right now. It's not close, but in my opinion, that that won't decipher who who ends up coming out of the West. You know what I mean? Just because on paper they have the best roster, like the Clippers can very well go ten deep. Uh, Pieces like Landry Shamit, Montrez Harrell, Lou Will, um, Zubak. I, I know I'm even missing a few. I don't have their roster in front of me. But the Clippers can realistically go 10 deep in the playoffs. Now that won't happen, obviously. Exactly. That but won't that's happen. That's not what you want but in the playoffs. It'll, that, go ahead. But, well, so this is what I was going to say. Everyone's obsessed with, like, the Raptors' depth last year. But what the Raptors were doing, it was more about their depth just one through seven. Like, when Van Vliet came in and these guys – like, Norman Powell didn't make a huge impact – it's to me. It's the Clippers' top seven is actually the value they have because they have Harrell and Lou Will off the bench to complement the top five. So, and I just think defensively, Kawhi and PG, and then obviously Kawhi offensively. Look, this is what I'll leave you with on my final words of our NBA preview: is this, and this is no disrespect to Dwayne Wade, but Anthony Davis could potentially be the best teammate that LeBron James will ever. And has ever played that it, at that point in his Prime career. D. Wade is the Wayne only Wade, question. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think the jury is still out on it because it's hard yeah. to just write in someone better than Prime D. Wade, the third best shooting right. guard of all it, time. To him, it's he's but I said but it third. Was, I said well, third. Okay, Michael Jordan. But um, oh, I they said best. Um, but Prime D Wade, it was like last year of Prime. Like they were they were dogging it out for who was the alpha male, and then by the second year it was clearly LeBron. Oh, so it Jack, wasn't like listen, man, I six finals D Wade, which really was the craziest be. performance. So with that being said, if LeBron, which we are expecting him to return to one of, if not the best player in the NBA, is that, and then if AD's one the best player he's ever played with, you got to imagine he's in the top five, then that could be enough. Like based off what LeBron's done historically to get them past. If AD is hurt and doesn't make that, and I have question marks. Like LeBron had never gotten hurt in his career, and I know his averages were still high, but there's point there's more points and more plays being had in an NBA game, and his body could it could this is his first offseason arrest, so it should fix, but it could potentially be starting to wear down it's hard to think about because of what he's been but if he returns to what he is and ad is as good as he should be then that team how do you beat that team has the best roster i think the clippers do i don't think that'll put them over the lakers in terms of winning in the western conference finals i think lebron i know lebron is still the best player on planet earth and it's not even a question and I think he means business in this this year, and the league is in a lot of trouble. Bottom line. Yeah, we're. I mean, I'm speaking excited. Of, I'm actually could be the of, most excited to watch LeBron this um, year. The best player. And in I the world. never. There's one category that we forgot to touch on. Jack, give me your 2000. It'll be 20 when the awards announced, right? 2020 Kia NBA Most Valuable yeah. Player. And please don't say anything stupid. 
I mean, I'm thinking, you know, based off fatigue, based off the duos, right? I think the duos definitely complicate stuff. Like AD LeBron, Steph, you would Steph think KD would be up there, but they are, are going to pull votes. Um, right, the Steph Kitty treatment. I don't think – I think Steph could get it. I don't think he actually is going to go for it. He's going to be – they're going to monitor him, and they're going to win the games they need to win just to get in because they understand let's get D'Lo going. Let's try to get Clay back. Let's not overspend ourselves. I want to say, like, Jokic will be in the conversation this year. I have no doubt in my mind. Like, he's finally going to get the press that he deserves. I'm going to go with, and I thought a long way about this. I'm just going to go with James Harden. James Harden, like, Russell Westbrook, even if he takes – essentially, Giannis needs to take a step because there was so much conversation in the offseason how Harden probably should have won based off just what he did offensively. And – so I think he can match that offensively. I don't think that Russ is going to take away. He might have the ball more, but they're going to stagger them. And they're, Harden's their guy. So I think he can still return to a 33, 35 points per game average. And that's kind of going to carry him yeah, to MVP. Yeah, I don't hate so that at all. I'm going to roll If you think Harden. about what the MVP is in years past, it's like it's not the most valuable player, obviously, because if it was, we both know LeBron would have won multiple times a year. Over, no, I'm saying year over year, multiple times when he didn't win. Not last um, year. It's the best player on the best yeah. or one of the best teams. So you got to think they've got to be a one, two, or if it's a close three-way race in the top three seed in either conference. Now I have, if, if Milwaukee does get a two seed and compete for a one seed, I think it could be honest again. Um, but I think I have them as the three because I think Boston takes that step. So I'm not going to go with Giannis. I'm actually going to go with. Yeah. You know where you're going? Because you were going Giannis before we recorded Um, the pod. (laughs) You know what? It's got to be Giannis. It's got to be Giannis uh, just because you look at what he did last year on both sides of the floor. He knows how much he lost. He's that kind of player that's just hungry for more. He said, don't call me MVP until I win it. Again, next year, which was kind of brutal um, hearing as a Sixers fan. But I really do think Giannis puts up those crazy numbers again. He lost a couple key pieces in Brogdon. He's going to have to elevate his game, and I think he does. I was debating between him and Steph because, in my opinion, I'm, I'm honestly shocked you didn't go Steph because if you have them being as good as they are, they're going to need Steph to be that MVP. Like They have to, they have to rely well, on him that much. Well, that's... Well, that's what I that I was pretty particular though. I said I think they're going to be a six or seven seed, so I don't think they're going to spend him because they understand what it takes to get in, and they get that home court's not going to matter to them anymore. They were worse at home than they were on the road actually last year in the playoffs. They're waiting I have, for Clay I have to an come honest back. question. So that's why I didn't I, go. I staff, didn't pick him because um, of bias. If the Sixers do get the one seed, what stops a guy like Joel Embiid getting the MVP? Um, what stops MB? Uh, like, the amount of games play, he's going to play. He's going to play 65, probably 70 games. That won't constitute getting the MVP. 100%. They said it at the press conference. You he's think Embiid's going to play 70 games? I think no doubt in my mind he plays that. I mean, based off history, and history tends to repeat itself. I don't see Joel Embiid playing. He played in it. 70 he played games. In If he does, sure, but I don't think that's as likely. 
Yeah, I think, and I think 64, it's 18 games short. It's almost, let me do a quick math. It's about 22%. Check me on that. Um, well, look at this. So, Joel Embiid se- played in 64 huh? games. I'll last check year. myself. The Sixers check ended up right as now. the three seed. Last year, he put up 27.5 points per game. Okay. Cool. 21.95%. He put up 27.5 points per game and 13.6 rebounds per game. If he puts up that same those same numbers and the Sixers are the one seed, it's going to be pretty hard, especially because you see in the NBA MVP voting, there's such thing as voting fatigue, right? That's why I was hesitant to pick Giannis because our voters going to vote for him. Again, it's kind of like the next man up award. Like it was Ross because he didn't get it. It was Harden. It was Giannis. So they're kind of looking for that new guy, which is why Jokic may sneak in. If the Sixers do get the one seed, you know what? Joel Embiid's my MVP. I just talked myself into it. Write it down. Joel Embiid is the 2020 MVP because the Sixers do get the one seed and he puts up those same numbers. All right. I mean, Troy. I don't think he I has just to. don't think he plays 70 games. So that's, that's for me. Um, all right. We will – We'll do literally like two minutes on the NFL trades. If you made it this far and you're you're wishing for more, because I know when the Marcus Peters trade happened earlier in the day, people were really excited and they were asking me, you know, is this good? There's some narrative on Twitter that he's not good, which is, you know, the social media can be dangerous because all you do is read these bite-sized little clips and no one actually is really watching these players intently. I know, like, I'll admit I'm not. So I actually like to use you know, numbers and analytics when it comes to players. And Marcus Peters still grades out as one of the best corners, not one of the best, but a a very, very good corner. He only gets targeted about two or three times per game. Now he's going to be the second best corner in his team because Marlon Humphrey is a no doubt pro bowler. Um, I have said the Ravens suck for probably two or three (laughs) weeks now since we lost the Browns. I'm back. I'm flying to Seattle on Friday. We're four and two. Let me just let me just explain something to you. Russell Wilson, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Five and one, playing like an MVP. Beat the Bengals by one at home. Bengals are the worst team in the NFL. Second worst. Beat the Steelers without Big Ben on the road by a couple points. Beat the Rams, who now aren't looking too formidable because Greg Zerline missed a 44-yard field goal. Beat the sorry, lost, got blown out by the Saints at home to Teddy Bridgewater. And they beat the Cardinals. Obviously, respect to them for that. That's always a big win. This team, I mean, I've always said it. They could be fraudulent. I respect Russ, but all I'm saying is be careful getting all your hopes up. On the flip, we haven't beaten anyone either. But Lamar Jackson has lost three regular season games in his career. So we'll see. It should be an exciting game between two of the best quarterbacks in the league. They are fraudulent. I think the Seahawks are legit. But – Marcus Peters, this shocked me. Um, would have loved him in Philadelphia. He's having, let's say, a down year, like not a year, but he is a he is a very good corner. Well, he is a very good last corner year was just by his here. He's name. actually playing a little fact much he, better. Like this you said, year, he but... won't be on the number one receiver. Will definitely play into his favor and has Earl Thomas over the top protecting him. And when Jimmy Smith gets back, that's big for you guys. But you want to talk about that other corner or you want to just start yeah. cancel this recording? Yeah, so so when you said you wish you had Marcus Peters in Philly, 
about an hour after the trade, you didn't really care because your hopes were still on Jalen Ramsey. But now Jalen Ramsey is replacing Marcus Peters in L.A., two first-round picks and a 2021 fourth. Um, definitely a haul that most competing NFL teams would have been willing to give up. I know you said the Eagles should have given that up. Uh, but I, don't know. I, think I just the- don't know why we didn't do this deal. It makes no sense to me. I think the one – well, because you got to pay him a lot. I told you this. You already paid once. We have the rookie deal. Like, I, LA, I don't care. I, mean, I, would rather pay elite, I would rather pay elite young talent than bank on drafting young talent when the Eagles don't That's have fair. a great drafting history. Like, you got to look at what the Bears. It worked for the Bears with Khalil Mack. Like, you, you sell house for these impact players on the defensive side of the ball rather than banking on um, drafting because – it's hard to find good players in the draft. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I, mean, I actually think at. draft picks are some of the most overrated capital in trades, in my opinion. Like, what are you going to do? You trade Khalil Mack. You're not replacing him no matter who you pick, essentially. Except they did get a pretty good running back out of Alabama. Indeed. They got a solid back out of Alabama. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Really good kid. JJ. But it worked, like you said, like I said, it worked out for the Bears with Cleo Mack. It seems to be working out in Dallas with Amari Cooper, like trading away these picks to get the young talent that you would have drafted anyway, which makes no sense why we let him walk to an NFC rival. And now they have the best pass rusher and best player in football, maybe best player ever, and the best <laughs> and the best and the best corner in football. I mean, they still have Surfer Mitch. So that's they, the question. They still that have Surfer Mitch, so I'm not that worried. So are they contenders is the final question. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think because, look, they went to a Super Bowl six months ago or something, and they're 4-2 and two right now. Sure, they had a bad – I mean, we're not even calling that a bad loss. Like San Francisco is looking really good this year. The bad loss that they had was to Tampa Bay. Oh, they've lost three straight. I forgot. Um, yeah, they lost to Seattle. Well, that's the missed field goal, yes. though. Like that's the result-based NFL. Like they, if you think they're not that good because they've lost three in a row, if Zerline, who's a really good kicker, makes a forty-four yarder, you add a, right. I you think, know, a road win. I think it's foolish to say that the Rams aren't contenders. I know I, I'm, we're both on the record calling him Surfer Mitch, but I do think he's a system guy. And McVay, people are saying the book's out on him. No, it's not. The guy is an offensive mastermind. I think this team can get it together. You look at their next three games, Atlanta, Cincy, Pittsburgh, that could be 3-0. and They're 6-3. and They're rolling. Their defense is rolling. The Rams are a contender. I hate to say it. Howie Roseman, how did you not make that trade? How? Yeah, I would just leave it with um, I think that they need Todd Gurley back. I know he hasn't been the same, and it's just going to be the weirdest thing. That receiving core is crazy. Yeah, also Jalen Ramsey up. can't play offensive line for them. Let's just – Make that clear because their offensive line has been trash. Goff is getting destroyed. All right, fam. Thank you guys for listening to the NBA season preview and a little touch on Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey trade. I will be in Seattle this weekend to see Ravens Seahawks live. So stay tuned for that on the Snapchat. Quick score prediction for Thursday night and Sunday night. You got your squad on Thursday, mine on Sunday. What do you got? Thursday night is Chiefs Broncos. I'm going. Oh wait, I thought <laughs> you guys were on Thursday night. My bad. No, no, we're Sunday, but I, I'm doing it. Broncos are going to win. I agree. 24. I agree. I'm in. Uh, Elite Joe Flacco should be four and two. I said it before. I'll say it again. Joe, Joe, Joe. Sunday night, I'm going. Well, let's Dallas, go. baby. 
Let's go Baltimore, Seattle. I'm going to do it. I don't believe it, but I'm going to do it. Seattle, 27. Ravens, 20. I think we're going to lose. Just saying it so that I can be wrong. Um, And then on Sunday night, I think Dallas is going to bounce back. No Amari Cooper, no Randall Cobb, maybe. Is Cooper confirmed out? Uh, He's questionable, but I think it's looking more likely than not he doesn't play. I mean, Cooper could literally go for 220 on you guys. Um, Sure. Sure. And they beat you twice last year. I think they'll win in Dallas, um, 27-24, and then I think you'll get them back in. Thursday night, Denver, 27, Mahomes, 26, on a game-winning field goal. Um, I guess I'll do your game. I've got the Seahawks, 30, the Baltimore Ravens, 20, and I have – I guess actually putting, putting the Ravens at 20 was low. Lamar hasn't scored under 25 this season. so Right. Okay. I have the Ravens at 20, the Seahawks at 30. And Remember when you said we wouldn't score on the Chiefs? Ah, oh, good memories. Yeah, you were bugging out, too. Um, halfway through the game. And then Sunday night, I mean, I'm not going to pick against the Eagles. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, but I really do think it's a bounce back game. Hopefully, this team can turn it around. Um, Deshaun should be coming back. Knock on wood if you're with me again, John. Um, and I think that opens up everything for our offense. I've got Eagles 30, Dallas 17. I don't think it'll be close. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening to episode 37. We've Sixers kind of, 2020 NBA champion. We've kind of exceeded um, like players we're going to know at number 37. So. We might have to pick up a new gig. Back to trivia, (laughs) potentially. Okay. All right, fam. Peace out. Peace.